You ready? Yeah, I'm ready to talk some dynamite. Yep. All right, let's start with dynamite. Well, welcome to the Friday edition of Augusta Ali Podcast, where we're doing we're reviewing dynamite and rampage and other important stuff. Let's start with dynamite. Yeah. So, uh, when when was it? Two days ago, it was AW Dynamite on Wednesday, and yes. there was a lot of good matches. Uh, let me just go through the matches again just to kind of remind ourselves and then I'll start with the one that went first. Okay, so uh, so we had uh, Adam Cole, Young Bucks, and Red Dragon uh, versus Danton Martin versus Blasby Johnson and Brock Anderson. Yes. We, saw, we saw Lance Archer go against Wardlow as well. Serena Deep versus Karushida had a Philadelphia street fight. Sammy Guevara and Scorpio Sky had a ladder match for the TNT Championship and in an Owen Hart Foundation tournament qualifier. Dex Harwood wins. I'm sorry. Dex Harwood versus Cash Wheeler, uh, two tech team partners, and that's the one that we uh, are going to start with. Owen Hart Foundation tournament tournament qualifier, tech team partner versus tech team partner. What did you think about this match? That match was good. Well put together. We had we had an FTR. We had moments for FTR bald and FTR beard. Ben in FTR ball gained the victory. And it was a pretty good match. We saw some some Bret Hart match style moments, and it closed the Owen Hart versus Bret Hart match. Yeah, there was. I saw a lot of things on Twitter too, uh, uh, like callbacks. Uh, some from Owen Hart versus Bret Hart. Some from uh, I think it was Bret Hart versus Razor Ramon. Others, uh, other matches with Bret Hart in them or Owen Hart in them. Uh, I know the finish for sure was uh, Owen Hart versus uh, Mr. Perfect, where you know you roll him up or some something like that. It's uh, it was a lot of different you know odes to the Hart family, and yeah, Dex Harwood got the win. I really liked this matchup. To be honest, it wasn't as good as I thought it was gonna be. It was it was a great match, obviously, but it wasn't. I was expecting a little bit more, but I guess TV television is a thing and. And if it, if it were on a pay-per-view, I'm sure it would have been better. But it was a great match. Dex Howard versus Dex Cash Wheeler. Obviously, they're um, tag team partners. They have love for each other. Dex Howard tweeted out the other day that wrestling is like sex. Uh, and it, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that Dex Howard must really love, you know, Twitter if he's comparing it to something like sex. So, yeah, d- during the match, uh, kind of Dex Harwood kind of like I poked Cash Wheeler, and that kind of made uh, I, it was kind of ambiguous who was a heel, who was a babyface. You know, maybe it was Dex Harwood for doing the I poke, but maybe it was just a you know a natural movement, to, and Cash Wheeler would have been I don't know considered the heel of that match. But I don't know. It was a good match, it was, as you said, well put together, and and. You know, Dex Howard is going to advance, so hopefully he does well. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to give it a hundred percent, and he's going to do a lot of good, great matches for this tournament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got anything else to say about uh, this match? I also going to say, like, in the end, FTR won't break up, and this was a great match between two between two tag teams. To Ring of Our Tag Team Champions and AAA Tag Belts Champions. It was pretty much an amazing match. 
And I hope that we can see more from FTR bald and FTR beard more often. Yeah. Well, one thing that that kind of like came to my mind, that like, I guess the question, so Dex Howard is going to be in this tournament. He's going to be a singles competitor for, for a bit now. A little bit more now that he's going to be in a tournament. Um, do you think this kind of like hinders their their chances of aspiring for the AEW Tag Team Championships? Because that's uh, they've been vocal about wanting to be AEW uh, Tag Team Champions, and it was looking like they were going to be the next champions after Jurassic Express. But uh, maybe this singles run for Dax Howard is going to hinder that for a bit. Maybe Cash Wheeler uh, goes on a singles run as well. Just not in the tournament. Maybe going after the TNT Championship against Scorpio Sky, which hey, those matches would be pretty good too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, should we go into the next match? Yes. All right. So the next match, I believe, was uh, Lance Archer versus Wardlow. Mm-hmm. And this was, I. It wasn't a necessarily a meet. A slapping contest, like we've said in the past two times, but Wardlow kind of brought out, uh, you know, different uh, different move sets, and it was pretty spectacular. What do you think about it? It was pretty fantastic. It, it was a great, it was a great match. Wardlow, it was like a meat slapping match. We had Archer, a monster, and Wardlow, the war pig, breaking through the barriers and performing Hurricane Rana on, on. Archer. It was a great match. We had the Powerbomb Symphony for the victory for Warlow. It then does further the, the feud between Warlow and MJF as usual. And for next week's opponent, he just says you can't teach that mean that Big Cass will be making his AW debut facing Warlow next Wednesday. Yeah, what do you think about that? What do you think about the insinuation that uh, Big Cass or W. Morris is going to uh, go against Warlow next week? I say it's a it's a good thing. We get we we're gonna see the how uh, progress is W William W Morrissey does like a pro- progress for him. Can he handle the big times like AEW? I mean, I'm sure he can. Just uh, maybe not Wardlow. <laughs> Wardlow uh, is probably gonna beat him in this match. I mean, that's the whole point, right? But yeah, this this was a good match, you know. Yeah. People were kind of quiet during the beginning of the match, but you know, the the powerbomb symphony is, is very much over. People really want to see it, and especially once you get to that third, fourth one, people are really clamoring for more. And you know, that puts Wardlow over really well. And if people people are gonna go quite wild and crazy once uh, Wardlow powerbombs either. Sean Spears or MGF. It's, it's going to be a pretty pretty good thing, but hopefully this comes sooner rather than later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, so next was the women's match, the Serena mm-hmm. Deep versus Hikaru Shida in a Philadelphia street fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about this match? Serena Deep got the win. And what do you think about it? It was pretty much a, it was a weird way for D to get the victory. I thought Shida should have won. This was a hard hit match. Shida should have got the victory. It, but it was still a good, amazing match. It was hard hitting. It was like weapons everywhere. Cena, Deep, Shida, 
It was actually a little early. They put the match a lot earlier, a little earlier, set up with a 9.30 spot in AEW fully. So at least it proves that Tony Khan is treating women's, re- women's wrestling with respect, and we might get a women's revolution in AEW. Yeah, well, I think I said in our uh, preview that uh, Hikaru Shida should probably get the win, but I also mentioned that it was going to be an even contest that I really didn't know who was going to win this match. And I had forgotten that uh, Hikaru Shida had beaten Serena Deeb last time before getting injured. Um, So I think having Serena Deeb win this match is is probably the best uh, idea. And, you know, Yes, it was a lot of uh, weapon usage and, you know, brawling and things like that, but soon yeah. they managed to get some wrestling into it. I mean, the finish here was a submission through the, the Cloverleaf, which was originally used by Din Malenko, and it was good to see that move being used. And soon Day was probably going to uh, – it was already confirmed. I mean, I think Thunder Rosa was looking at the match uh, backstage on TV, you know, and – it's, it looks like uh, Serena Deep is going to be that next contender against Thunderosa. And I think that's a good program. I think Serena Deep and Thunderosa are two great competitors, especially Serena Deep, and it's going to be some good wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be a great, great wrestling. And with the thing that you mentioned about, you know, not being in the 930 spot, I mean, yes, it's great to see it uh, on, in the middle of the program or whatever. But, I mean, you could also say that, you know, that 930 spot, uh, spot is that co-main event spot, you know? But yeah. that's just me being, you know, kind of half-serious again. It's just, you know, nothing really changes other than, you know, that time, time slot and the time slot didn't really do much. Yeah. All right, so I guess we're going to transition to another match, and the next match was the the multi-team tag team match. Mm-hmm. Um it was the Undisputed Elite, Adam Cole, Young Bucks, and the Red Dragon mm-hmm. uh, versus Dante Martin, Varsity Johnson, and Brock Anderson, along with Arn Anderson. What did you think about this match? It was a pretty good match. It, the, the Elite got the victory, but it was like a multi-man madness kind of match that, that I actually enjoyed. So you got like like two men at the same time. Like two men jumped out of the ring and fought with the others. It was basically like it was a mixture like a like an eight man tag style match. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be very like very honest too. I didn't really watch this match. It was like the point of the man the point of the dynamite where like I was like kinda getting tired. You know, I'm kinda over Adam Cole and the Young Bucks too. Uh, Adam Cole wasn't hasn't really been presented well. I mean he's gone after the world title and obviously has had decent matches against Adam Page. But, I mean, I think that was Cassidy, a few just didn't do much for him, didn't do favor, any favors for him. He got he got beaten, even though it wasn't a sanctioned match, he got beaten by Orange Cassidy, and that's never a good thing. And, you know, just Adam Cole has been, hasn't been presented the way that, you know, in, in NXT Adam Cole was presented. And hopefully once, you know, Kenny Mega comes back or something happens with his bullet club angle or whatever, that, that Adam Cole kind of steps up in the gear. And you know, becomes that Adam Cole that we know. Yeah, we hope we hope so. It happens. We need to yeah. see. It. Yeah, but uh, other than that, I didn't really watch this match. I, I didn't really have any interest in this match. I've never really watched a Red Dragon match in its entirety, uh, other than like uh, an FTR match in NXT. But uh, yeah, 
That's yeah. all I have to say on this match. Uh, do you have anything else? Mm. Well, at least, at least it gets the Elite on the same page as they go to the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Yeah, that Forbidden Door pay-per-view, it's, it's looking like more and more of that. It's mostly going to be a Bullet Club versus uh, AW people, no? Yeah, most likely. So we could probably like say maybe uh, Gorillas of Destiny is going to go against Summit, like either the Young Bucks or Red Ragger and whoever the tag team champions are going to be at that time, you know? Uh, we could probably assume that. Yeah. Uh, Jay White is probably going to have a match, whether it's uh, against Adam Cole or, you know, or maybe a AW title match against uh, Adam Page or whatever. It It's not looking like, you know, that dream match card other than maybe if you add in that, you know, Kada CM Punk or Kada Brian Dennison. But in the, to me, at least, at least the standards that I've seen on Twitter, it's not going to reach that standard standards at least uh to the point that we're at today so so far we we have no other indications you know yeah mm-hmm. i know all right so uh this main event match is sammy Guevara versus scorpio sky for the tnt championship in a ladder match yes. and it, this was an unbelievable match uh how do you get keep on guessing you know like you didn't know who was gonna win until the person won yeah and Scorpio Sky beat Sammy Guevara to become the TNT champion. What did you think about this match? I think that some of those matches, that match was pretty, it was like a ladder match themed, but the goal was like, I don't know, I think that ladder match, yes, Scorpio Sky got the victory and it was amazing. We saw, we saw a groin kick from, groin kick from Ty Conti to Dan Lambert. And also, let's see, we had interference from Paige. Then, then apparently, Guevara, like, I mean, like, Scorpio Sky gained the victory by, by reaching for the title and winning the whole thing. But there was one spot when Guevara did that flip thing and it hurt his neck or something. I did read that on Twitter, yes. Yes. Uh, uh, he uh, looked like he was a little bit hurt there. Um. I mean, that's what you get for <laughs> doing these insane ladder matches, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this was a entertaining match, I suppose. Uh, you know, Sammy Guevara is literally taking the Cody Rhodes spot. This was a very overbooked uh, match. Not not the overbooked in the Cody way. It was just overbooked in the forced way, I believe. Like, just adding in Ty Conti and Paige Van Zandt and Dan Lambert. I mean, doing it once or... Doing it, you know, a couple times is great, but they happened like uh, five times during the match. Um, I think uh, in the last sequence, when before Scorpio Sky went up and reached the TNT Championship, um, I think they did the Sami Guevara jumping onto the ladder and like knocking down Scorpio Sky or trying to knock down Scorpio Sky one one time too many. I think they kind of like wasted. You know, some precious time, but whatever. It was a, it was an entertaining match. It was a, it was a all right main event, and now we have Scorpio Sky is a very, uh, at least for the time being, very over uh, babyface as TNT champion, and hopefully he has good matches. And uh, he's a great wrestler. He's a very capable wrestler. Uh, hopefully, um, uh, we get some viable contenders for his TNT championship, and not you know Sammy Guevara because he's been around that you know picture for a while now. Yeah. Who do you think would be a 
a contender for this TNT Championship next for uh, for less assumas a babyface Scorpio Sky. Other than like Frankie Kazarian, because that's confirmed. Uh, I think like how about Ethan Page? He could be a good contender. So you think Ethan Page is gonna turn on uh, Scorpio Sky? Yes. It would it would be a good contender. I I wouldn't want Ethan Page as a champion not yet at least. I don't think he's. To me, I don't think he's over. He's a great wrestler, great talker. But I don't think he's uh at that level yet. Scorpio Sky has had to, you know, work his way up and he did. And he has, and now he's reaping the benefits, you know, and Ethan Page he's done his work, but I think he's done his a little bit more. You know, I think there's other people in line, you know. Yeah. Um, Keith Lee, Swerve Swerve Strickland, there's Dante Martin. Yeah. Oh, what about well, Miro? Miro, they're supposed to return. A Miro. lot of people on Twitter are saying Miro. I think uh, I think Miro has had his uh, TNT Championship run. I think it's time for him to have more of a main event uh, feud, whether it's a blood feud or a or a, an AW title feud, uh, where he's. I don't I don't know if he wins it, you know, but I think he could uh, he could viably contend and be a believable, you know, you know, winner, you know. He'd cast doubts to the the finish of the match. And that's what you want ultimately. Um, Miro would be a good one. I think uh, Sean Spears has been working his way up too, and I think uh, Sean Spears Scorpio Sky, uh, you know, feud would be a great one. I I don't think it's the first one that comes to the mind of people, but uh, they have had a, a ongoing feud for since the inception of AEW, and I think it'd be a a good good match, a good feud and they're two great talkers as well so they'll sell you a ticket you know yeah other than that i mean there's there's other people i'm sure but uh you know keith lee and swift strickland i think um they they might eventually get there you know right now they're they're barely coming in getting acclimated they haven't had many matches they're i think involved with uh team Mm -hmm. taz and everything so so I think that's not happening for them anytime soon right now, at least. But, uh, but yeah, I think uh, the way to go for at least the next champion is Sean Spears. Yeah. And have that, like, coincide with MJF winning the AW Championship off of Adam Page as well, if that's what's going to happen. If it's maybe it's CM Punk uh, that, that beats Adam Page and then the MJF beats CM Punk. Um, <laughs> whoever it is that have MGF and Sean Spears and then FTR coincide as champions and then, you know, have the pinnacle, you know, reign supreme um, and AW, and I'm sure, um, you know, the quality of AW will uh, get better as well. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's all of AW Dynamite. I don't know if you got other things to discuss here. Let's see. Um, I got a couple of things to discuss. we could discuss. You know, like, let's talk about the ROH TV deal. And we don't know about, like, 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 like how the ROH TV deal will, be, will affect going forward with Impact wanting to get involved with, with Ring of Honor since AEW, I mean, Tony Khan bought Red ROH. How that will come to effect? Oh, this is, like, in relation to, like, to, like, Diana Parasso being, or what, what do you mean? Like, 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 whenever Tony got bought Ring of Honor, and yes. then there was rumors, there were stories from Impact that 
they were looking to buy Impact before Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor. Like, something like that. And they were, because they were, because of that, there were a bit of result. There were like problems between being Impact and AEW because of that. Yeah, well, I think uh, the TV deal for ROH is going to help ROH and it might hinder Impact. And I think Impact realizes that. I think. Uh, Tony Khan buying a Ring of Honor, uh, putting his focus there, and you know, probably increasing the value of, of Ring of Honor and you know the destination for wrestlers to wrestle there, wrestle there, wrestle there. I'm sorry. Um, Impact re- realizes that, and they know it's going to be our competition. And you know, I, I've heard the stories, you know, of Diana Parasso while being Impact uh, champion or women's champion or whatever the knockouts champion, I think it is. Um, they didn't want her to, you know, lose the Ring of Honor World Championship um, before she had lost the Impact Knockouts Championship. Now we see that I think uh, Diana Prasso isn't Impact Knockouts Champions anymore, and and she's going to defend the Ring of Honor World Championship against Mercedes Martinez after uh, having an uh, interim ROH World Championship. I think... Um, even before the Ring of Honor deal, I think the impact and AEW's relationship were was strained a bit. Uh, maybe it just grew old and kind of fell, fell apart. And and you know, one didn't need the other anymore. You know, and the other didn't need the other either. So pretty much, it, yeah, yeah, so, pretty much. So yeah, Impact doesn't need AEW, but they understand that Ring of Honor is their direct competitor now. Yep. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else? Yeah, that's it. That's about it. Okay. So, do you want to fill the thirty, or should we uh, just send it there? Uh, uh, let's end it there. All right. Um, when we when we come back, we we will we'll, we will review Brand Page soon when we come back. So, thank you, everyone. When we come back, we will review Brand Page. Stay tuned and. And here's it. Yeah, basically, when we come back, we will review Rampage. All right. Thank you, everyone. All right. Bye, man. All right. All right. We're back. We're going to now review Rampage. You good, yeah. Cody? Yeah, we good. Right, let's get, yeah, let's get on to Rampage now. All right, so let me just pull up what happened in Rampage because uh, I need a little bit of a reminder. But, uh, yeah, so last night's Rampage, or, you know, Friday night's Rampage was, uh, was you know, these are the, these were the matches. I'm just going to go through the matches. Darby Allen went against Surf Strickland and Jed Cargo and the baddies who would be um, Red Velvet and uh, Kara Hogan. Went against uh, Nightingale, Blue, and Adora. So, Sky Blue and Adora. And then Keith Lee went against Colton Gunn. Yeah. And so in the main event, Samoa Joe defended his ROH Television Championship against Trent Barretta. So, we're going to start off with the first match, which was Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland. Uh, what do you think about this match? When I talk about it, think about it, it was like a, a great matchup between Swerve and Darby Allen. It was like two high flyers. 
We have Swerve taking the work, cutting down Darby Allen. Darby Allen fighting back. It was an uphill battle. But in the end, Darby Allen got the victory. That will be now he's in the Owen. Yes. Oh, yes. I forgot to mention it was an Owen Hart uh, tournament qualifier. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Darby Allen beat uh, Swerve Strickland. And now yes. Darby Allen uh, will advance in this tournament. I. You know, we didn't do any preview for Rampage because we don't do that. But I would have hoped that Darby Allen won. I, I mean, I thought that was the right decision. I don't know if you would agree with that. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, Dar- yeah Darby Allen should have won, but he won anyways. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, and because I think that Darby Allen is a more interesting wrestler. For me, I mean, Swerve Strickland is a good wrestler. I see, you know, good things in him, but uh, I think he's still too fresh. I don't know really what he's all about other than his catchphrase, but uh, we know what Darby Allen is and what he can bring to this tournament and surely he's going to bring uh, good matches and good quality uh, wrestling to to this tournament. Yes. Um. So yeah, so Darby Allen is going to advance and hopefully this tournament uh, gets underway sooner rather than later. Alright, so the next one, the next match Yes. It was a six woman tech or like six woman tech team match. Jade Cargo, Red Velvet, and Kira Hogan went against Willow Nightingale, Trisha Adora, and Sky Blue. And Jade Cargo and the Bayadis won as it was expected. What did you think about it? It was a it was a good six women's match. We had the baddies involved. We saw Gargel, Red Velvet. Oh yeah. That that high it was like it was it was, it was red velvet. I know it was Kay Gargell, red velvet, and the other girl, Kira Hogan. The, oh yeah, Kira Hogan. Yes, yeah, I keep forgetting. Right. Against it was tr- against Trisha Dora, Will, Willow Nightingale, and Sky Blue. It was like like Trisha Dora most likely you gotta get a Ring of Honor contract. Same with Willow Willow Nightingale. So is Sky Blue. They didn't need to lose, but it it makes sense for the baddies to win this match to put them over as like a a, a new heel group for AEW's women's division. Right. I I saw like some people you know, you know, complaining or you know saying that uh, you know just Red Velvet and Kira Hogan just randomly appeared in the baddie section along with Jade Cargo, and I see like where that criticism is, but uh, at least this match kind of gave a. You know, at least the basis towards their friendship. At least they have a match and they have alliances now. So officially in a wrestling match, and that's all we need really for for their alliance to to form. And they won. They it was pretty good. I think uh, the commentary. Um, you know, they mentioned that Red Velvet and Jade Cargo are really bitter en- enemies that became friends now because, as we remember, they both made their debuts or like their official big, you know, dynamite debuts. In the same match, in the Shaq match with Cody Rhodes and Shaq. Uh, so, Jade Cargo with Shaq and then uh, Red Velvet with Cody Rhodes. Uh, so, yeah, they have that type of association where, like, their enemies convert into friends. And then Kara Hogan is just a baddie, you know, joining them, with, you know, joining their whole thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. All right. And uh, so, is that it for this one? Yeah, that's probably about, that's probably it. Okay, and then uh, Keith Lee went against Colton Gunn. Keith Lee won in a dominant fashion. What do you think about 
Yeah, it was pretty much a dominant fashion for Keith Lee. It was a great dominant fashion for Keith Lee. It did lead to the the like the guns, like Colton gun, Austin gun, talking with it was Anthony Bowens. It was known as it was known as oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like Anthony Bowen, the player, rap player, Max Caster, Max Caster, Anthony Bowens. Mm-hmm. Yes, they had a they had a promo afterwards after losing, right? The Black yeah. Club and and I think they like challenged each other to a match. Maybe it was in Dynamite or something. But they had they're gonna have some type of match or they're gonna team up with each other, something like that. They did something post match uh, in the backstage. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so Kifley got the win. We probably would have expected this, and uh, you know, people really like Kifley. I'm not really. I've I've been, you know, I've said before. I'm not really that much of a Kifley fan, but you know, I can't deny that people love him, and this is how you should be presenting him, uh, just getting wins on Rampage, so that you know, eventually you're gonna have him. I think he's in a feud right now with Team Taz, with in a tag team match, uh, you know. The team Taz as in Ricky Starks and Will House, along with Swerve Strickland, you know. So, this is gonna protect him as at least a singles competitor. So, that's good. Um, so then, I mean, I, I'm just gonna mention this. I think Sean Spears had a promo and you know, basically just telling Wardlow like to look out. And and I think Sean Spears is really a great uh, talker. Uh, the promo that he had on Rampage was pretty good. Um, one thing that I noticed is that now that he's he's more cartoony, I guess that's what you know AW has pushed him to do now. Since I guess people like the cartoony nature of Sean Spears and not like the actual serious pro wrestling pro wrestler uh, uh, nature of him. But I guess uh, that's too boring for people. But you know he's a uh, he's out there, you know, challenging Wardlow. So and you know. Starting him with W. Morrissey, uh, what we are uh, can assume with W. Morrissey, well, can, we can assume to be W. Morrissey. My bad, that was that was bad English on my part. But what do you think about uh, Sean Spears? You know, kind of threatening Wardlow. Hmm. Sean Spears and Wardlow. It was pretty much like a segment with Sean Spears talking about William W. Morrison, how threatening he is, and towards his and towards, towards Wardlow. It's most likely it's gonna have like a to lead to a big match between Spears and between him and Wardlow one in some point. It won't yeah. happen at double or nothing, but at some point on dynamite. I agree, I agree. I think uh I think the big match is obviously MGF Wardlow. That's the big match that people really wanna see and yeah. on pay per view. But Sean Spears Wardlow is a is a match that uh I think will, you know, steal people's attention. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, you gotta build both of those adequately. So, hopefully, this match with W. Morrissey is a good one. So, mm-hmm. okay. So now let's move on to the main event of AW Rampage. Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe, the ROH Television Champion, defended his title against Trent Barreta of the Best Friends. Samoa Joe beat him in a mm-hmm. hard-fought match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? Yes, it was pretty much a hard-fought match. Samojo got the victory. It was a re- it was great. It was great for Tony Khan to bring in Eon Ikabari for the for the Ring of Honor TV title as a commentator. Right, yeah. 
And they probably got they planned to bring probably Cruz in. And it was good. And after that, like, like it was like after the match, there was like a post match segment between with Jay Lethal, Dud, and Sanam Singh, and we got Orange Cassidy involved doing those kicks to Sanam Singh. Yeah, so uh, Samoa Joe was gonna cut a promo afterwards. Tony Schiavone was holding the microphone for him, and then got interrupted by Satnam Singh and you know whatever, uh, you know Jay Lethal and his friend. I forget his name, but uh, yeah, Satnam Singh comes in and then you know in defense of you know the best friends in Samoa Joe, uh, Orange Cassidy comes in and like does the kicks on Satnam Singh and then the brawl ensues and all that. So yeah, so the match was was all right. It was pretty good. It was good for Rampage. And, uh, you know, obviously Samoa Joe is a great wrestler. So is Trent Beretta. And, you know, it was a dignified television, always def- television defense. And, uh, you know, Samoa Joe got the victory as he should have. So, yeah, that's that was AW Rampage. Yeah. It was a one-hour show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have anything else for us. Oh, there's one more thing. It was like those those releases they did like yesterday. Those NXT releases. We need to talk about this. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Did you can you introduce the topic? Yeah, I'll introduce the topic. Like there was like nine or eight NXT stars being released, and the and and most of it was Harlan, mostly like mostly Parker Bordex, Dakota Kai. There was Malcolm Bivens, known as Stoker Holloway. He was a great manager. Right. But there was Persona, Persephone with, with Indy, Indy Hardwood, Hardwell. She in the segment with Indy Hardwell. Remember, Persona, like, like Persephone, she recently bought a house the day she got released. That was fucking bad. Like, yeah. Yeah. I am... And I don't know why would they release Malcolm Bevins or Stoker Holloway because he's a great manager. I you could like manage anybody. I know Lane. I think he turned down because someone like Omas was a step down, and maybe that's true because Omas is is a good is a good seven feet tall guy, but he's not good but wrestler. But, but mostly to the point, I don't know what's going on with these releases. And what I heard from, from confirmation from Meltzer is that they're going to be main roster releases next. Main roster releases. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my comments on this is that I think uh, Sean Rossap, also the the person that uh, you know reported these releases, uh, he uh, he mentioned that most of these releases were already seen coming. Especially, I think uh, he highlighted that Dakota Kai saw the, her release. Uh, coming and that most of these releases were releases of people that wanted uh, they didn't want to extend their contract so they were going to leave the company either way so they kind of just uh, did it for them you know and obviously that's uh, not great but uh, they weren't going to resign anyway so they were already planning their departure on the co- of the company so it's not like they were uh, uh, particularly you know taken by surprise you know yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, if I'm being very honest, mo- most of this uh, list of people that I have here, uh, I don't know. I don't. I've never really seen. I mean, they're probably people from NXT 2.0, and 
that I've not watched, you know, so I don't really have a connection. I know who Malcolm Bivens is. I know who Dakota Kai is, and I know who Harlan is, uh, but that's about it. So I think Malcolm Bivens would fit well in AEW as a manager for whoever, whether it's Jade Cargo or some other monster-type person. Dakota Kai could be a good addition anywhere. Yeah. And Harlan, you know, if developing, if he develops adequately, he could be a star anywhere. Uh, and then you mentioned, uh, well, what did you say? You said, uh, you said something. It was I... like, it was like Persona Stephanie or something I said about her buying the house while she was being released. I talked about her. Yes. Um, no, you, are you, okay, whatever. I was not going to re- remember, but. But yeah, that's that's what I think about these releases. These releases, obviously, obviously they impact impact them uh, directly because uh, they're not going to be working for Dodi anymore. They're not going to get that paycheck anymore. But uh, at least they'll they'll be getting what they want, uh, you know, to be happy. And yeah. that's uh, you know, uh, leaving the company that might have got, given them problems or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. They'll be happy. They'll have they'll have money. They'll be happy. They don't have to worry about WWE no more. They can go to like Ring of Honor, GCW, Impact, NWA, New Japan, Storm, anywhere else they can go. I remember what you said. You said uh, that uh, Dave Meltzer had said that main roster cuts are are coming next. So that's yeah. kind of speculate here. Obviously, it's not good speculation. Is that we're not we don't want these people to lose their jobs. Well, who? Who do you think might be, you know, next on the chopping block? You know what I'm saying? I feel the next on the chopping block would mostly would be Finn Balor, and after Finn Balor, I'm seeing more of potentially either Sasha Banks or Bailey on the chopping block. Because I know WWE gonna keep are gonna keep Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in WWE. I know for a fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, that those are bold. Those are bold predictions. I don't know, Finn Balor. I could see why you say that. I know that Twitter was kind of like up and roar, up roars after he had lost the U.S. title and you know, was not doing anything much of much substance in Raw. Yeah. And I understand that, but uh, I think Finn Balor is a. I think WWE knows who Finn Balor is and and the value that he has outside of WWE, especially and also inside of WWE. Um, so I don't think he's gonna be uh, released or is part of that per- part of that you know chopping block. I think Sasha Banks and Bailey, as long as they want to be in their day, they will be in their day. And because they're part of the four horsewomen, they're the work the work horsewomen of the of the women's division there. And if they leave, honestly, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what would happen. That that would that would be huge for anybody that would potentially get them. Um, I would be looking more towards a Drew Gulak. Uh, he's been doing more things than uh, SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, but Drew Gulak is, is probably the person in the bottom tier of the list. Um, I don't know. It would be people that we don't really, doesn't come to our minds, you know. It's not the first people that come to our minds, you know, uh, because they're not, you know, featured, they're not talked about in the by the fans and things like that you know but uh i think uh 
if that's true, if the main roster cuts are coming, uh, I think our favorites are probably safe if they have something so solid to uh, play, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something, something solid to play. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Let's see. Uh, uh, well, let's see. I I did. I would never. I like. I went to those that space thing like, like last night. This, like this, yesterday, that space thing I did where they had special guests like Moose. It was on Twitter. I was talking to Moose like on Twitter. Like I had, I had, a, I only got one question. They told me one question to Moose, and I told Moose, "What's your honest opinion on Tony Khan?" And Moose's answer was, "He he said that Tony Khan was pretty much an okay guy, and he respects his work, mostly like that." So you had a you asked Moose a question, Moose the Impact Champion. Yeah. And on Twitter, did he have like a Q and A or something? It was it was like a it was on Twitter Space. Oh, Twitter Space. Yeah. Um, and he said that Tony Khan is a cool guy. Yeah, that I mean, I would believe him. I'm just, uh, from all accounts, I'm sure Tony Khan is a great guy. But also, I would if Moose is trying to like, you know, kiss some ass. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm sure there's a uh, future contract negotiation right there, and he doesn't want uh, to muddle the waters between him and AEW. You know, I'm sure yeah. he he's he would test uh, the option of going to AEW. If if that that opportunity ever presents himself, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool that you got to uh to ask him a question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So I'll say what I have to say. All right, thank you everyone for this is Augusta Ali production production me podcast, and we'll see you all next Saturday. So, thank you all. See y'all next Saturday. Bye. Bye. Bye.